0: The Queen of the Court podcast, your place for chats on all things growth, healing, and thriving through everyday parenting. I'm your host, Courtney Walker-Owens. I'm a homeschooling mom of seven, wellness advocate, self-proclaimed strengths genius, and an author. I'm here to inspire and empower you into a lifestyle of elevated living and passionate growth. Because while I may not be good at a lot of things, I am the queen of these things. Are you ready to dive in? Grab your coffee or mix up a smoothie and let's get started. This is the Queen of the Court podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. I took a short break this summer. Things got crazy. We went out of town. (laughs) Life has been busy and the world has been uh, real weird. I think we can all agree with that. If you're listening to this podcast in real time, right now in 2021, Things in the world are just so heavy and so chaotic some days. So, I'm going to take this opportunity to bring a little fun in because, you know, that's what I do. This episode is going to be the first of four titled, My Favorite Things. So, when I was a little girl, I would sing my favorite things from the sound of music in different accents at family functions. Southern accents and British accents were my specialty. So in honor of that little childhood tidbit that I just gave you, I wanna share with you if you have my favorite things over these next couple episodes. In this episode, we're gonna talk about food, food. I love good food. Uh, But if we're going to talk about favorites, then I have to mention the three things that I could eat every single day without ever getting tired of them. Ever. Are you ready? Coffee, obviously. Smoothies and tacos. I could literally eat some version of a taco for every meal, every day, and be a happy camper. I could sip on a nutrient-loaded smoothie between meals and drink coffee in any form at any time of day. Although, let's be honest, it's not great for my sleep to throw that in, you know, after like 5 p.m. But I don't consume these three foods in the same ways that I used to. That is for sure. I used to be a McDonald's frappe drinking... Taco Bell and Jack in the Box eating sugar loaded smoothie or shake kind of gal. I hate admitting that out loud, by the way. When we began to make these massive switches to our lifestyle as a family nearly 10 years ago, we addressed the things that we prepared at home first. We dealt with the kids and their snacks before we looked at our own because obviously, you know, my son was on the spectrum and That was the number one priority, right? However, as a mom on the go, I still ate out often. I ate really well when I ate at home, super clean, mostly gluten-free, low dairy, but when I left the house, all bets were off. I claimed the 80-20 rule, right? (laughs) But it was more like (laughs) 50-50, and my body was uh, not real happy. I actually didn't make changes to my own food choices until about three or four years ago when I was forced to, really. I had to. My body was practically screaming at me. And, you know, the interesting thing, I've just been thinking about this today. When I began to make those changes, I'd already been preaching clean diet and gluten-free to the masses, right? Because we had seen such a big impact in our home from doing these things. To the outside world, I was healthy. Even during these big dietary shifts, the normal person would have thought I was this healthy, green-cleaning, no-gluten-mama, right? But the inflammatory concerns in my body were legit. And I think, especially right now at this time in history, wink-wink, this is a really important thing to recognize. Just because someone eats clean, In front of you doesn't mean you know anything about their health and just because they're gluten-free or because they fill their plate with veggies at the parties doesn't mean they aren't struggling with hereditary predispositions or emotional ties to food that they deal with behind closed doors to you they're healthy right but inside they could be at risk for the same immune threats and concerns in this day and age as someone who eats mcdonald's for every meal Why? Why do you ask? (laughs) It's because of something called biodiversity. We are each biodiverse. The same diet doesn't apply to each of us. The same medicines will not work for every person. The same vaccination schedules are not effective for every human. And that's hard. It's something that I think people don't want to admit, especially with a pandemic. Am I right? Because we want universal black and white rules. It's easier. We want to be able to say, do this and avoid this. Right? This equals this. Or don't do this and then this will happen. But that's just not the case with our health, right? How many of us know someone who appeared to be healthy to us but then didn't handle a virus the same as you? Or how many of us have had the most healthy person we know get sick all the time? Or or that unhealthy relative who lives on soda and sugary foods and eats out constantly, but then they never get sick? It does not make sense. But the reality is our bodies are all so very different. The one-size-fits-all approach to healthcare is, in my opinion, okay, this is my opinion, the most illogical and unscientific practice that I think we've seen in recent history. Okay, so there's that. There's my opinion on that. There do seem to be a few things that are universal, though. So let's focus there for a second, okay? We can all agree. Breathing clean, fresh air is important. Yes, that's universal. Getting adequate hydration. Yeah. Yeah, that's applicable to all humans. Moving your body every single day. Now that is beneficial for every individual. Now, see this is where it starts getting weird, right? Because the amount of movement and the type of movement that is most beneficial can vary from person to person. But movement in general, we can we can settle on Movement in general is good for everyone. Reducing inflammation in our bodies seems to be pretty universal, even if you don't have, quote, "inflammatory health concerns. So let's talk about that for just a minute. I made some switches to my diet again recently, not because I wanted to, <laughs> but due to some autoimmune things that were re-triggered in my body in the last few months. When I had to make these shifts, I had to cut out all things fermented, any highly processed meats, most dairy, all sugar, all yeast-based products. It really, essentially, cut out all inflammatory foods, even though that wasn't totally the goal. (laughs) That wasn't really what I was doing. I just wanted to feel better. (laughs) And I was having very clear reactions to certain things. So even though that wasn't the goal, I learned a lot about my body and some of the reactions that I had been having. I've done a lot of dietary tweaking over the last three to four years. Not because I think food is bad, not because of whatever. It wasn't, they weren't diets. I never have gone on a diet, but I've had to make changes to the things that I put in my body, okay? I've done elimination diets for gluten and dairy, I've done gut healing protocols. I've tried a lot, guys. And you would think that I would have felt 100% better based on the things I've tried. But it wasn't until this last shift, about four or five months ago, that I discovered some really big triggers for me. So the thing about food, it's not innately bad or good, okay? The thing about food is that it either feeds or fights disease. I'm gonna say that again. The food you eat either feeds disease or it fights disease. So when I was learning about how my body was responding to triggers in food, I found that my morning coffee was actually making me feel sick. Now, you guys, if you have followed me for any amount of time, you know that I love my coffee. So what I first started doing is I tried to fix the creamer. Fix what I was putting into it. I tried to do all kinds of things. Even drink it black a few times. It turns out, though, that typical mainstream ways of growing and producing coffee beans and grounds actually is a breeding ground for mold. So I researched did my homework, and I switched to a brand that is third-party tested and certified to be mold-free. It's low acid. It's organic. Holy moly, guys. I I can't even explain how good it is. This coffee is delicious. After two days of drinking the mold-free coffee, my constant congestion, post-nasal drip, and my headaches all subsided. Y'all, these were things that I had not been on top of ever. I've been blaming seasonal allergies for all of those things. And it was actually the mold-filled coffee that I was voluntarily gulping down every single day. So, switch number one, done. However, because I had to make so many diet changes up next, I had to get enough calories and nutrition in After a week of cutting things out, I realized that I hadn't added enough good stuff back in. So I began making a daily smoothie with fiber and greens from doTERRA, collagen from Modere, and various nutrient-packed superfoods. I will put links to those products in the show notes. Um, It tastes delicious, First of all, okay, it tastes so good. And also, this is a lovely added bonus. Sometimes my smoothie mixes into fun, bright colors that make me really happy. I found out about dragon fruit and I added that one day and it turns everything hot pink, which is, you know, basically my favorite thing ever. <laughs> but most of all, okay, tastes good, looks cute. Most of all, though, I feel great. My hair and my skin are glowing. My digestion has improved, I have more energy, my blood sugar, this is huge, my blood sugar isn't having these big dips like it used to, and my brain fog is lifting. So instead of going for another pot of coffee or reaching for an unhealthy snack in the afternoon, I am doing this loaded smoothie. And... I can think clearly. It's like, it's miraculous, y'all. So, talked about the coffee, talked about the smoothies. Here's the, here's the big thing. When I began to approach food from the standpoint of fuel, food is fuel. These dietary changes that I was being forced to make for my health and well-being, they just, they weren't so hard. First couple of weeks, I would get so mad (laughs) that I couldn't, um, you know, have a glass of wine or eat pasta with my kids. I craved pizza for a couple weeks. Uh, I remember one day I was desperate for a peanut butter and jelly. And here's the thing. Those foods aren't bad. They just weren't good for me. Because our bodies are so biodiverse. There's no way that I would hop on this podcast and tell you that the way I am currently eating is the way to eat for all people. First of all, it's hard. And second of all, we are all different. We have different needs. My body is in a state of healing right now, and that is going to take time. I don't know how long I'll be eating like this. It may be for a while while I allow my body time to recover and heal. Last time I tried to add something back in, I broke out into a rash. So it's not going to be anytime soon. (laughs) And right now for me, foods that feed disease and inflammation in my body, that's out. That's not an option anymore. So anything inflammatory like sugar, yeast, dairy, alcohol, no good right now. And again, I'm not saying that food is bad. But not everything is a great choice for every person. So I'm not saying food is bad. What I am saying is that if we switch our relationship to food as being fuel for our bodies, not as a coping mechanism or an emotional thing, but fuel, when we do this, we can give ourselves the opportunity to make wiser choices. It's, it's like it just opens the door <laughs> to better healthier choices. So asking questions like, what will this fuel in my body? Will this give me lasting energy and focus? Will this fuel a healthy lifestyle? Will it fuel a strong immune system? What is this feeding? Will it do things I don't want it to do, like fuel the spread of disease in my body by feeding cancerous cells like sugar can do? Will it fuel a blood sugar drop and trigger emotional or hormone imbalance in the next hour? Will it fuel an inflammatory response in my body that will cause my joints to get stiff and my digestion to slow down, right? What is food doing in your body? It either fights disease or it feeds disease. But we get to choose. Luckily, I can choose free-range chicken tacos on a yeast-free, gluten-free tortilla with garden-fresh leafy greens and jalapenos from a backyard topped with a dairy-free sour cream. You know, I could do that in my commercial voice. Or those cauliflower tacos that my husband makes. I don't know if you listened to that episode, but we talked about it randomly. Whichever one he hopped on, I don't know what episode it is. You can go find it. I mean, personally, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. (laughs) But the point of this is you get to choose. Nourish your body. Put good things in. No more fast food. Cut out the pesticides and the toxins. Say goodbye to the dirty dozen. Get as close to fresh as possible. Healthy amounts of proteins and fats and fruits and veggies and carbs The food itself is not the enemy, but the disease that some foods can fuel is. But regardless, you get to choose. And maybe, just maybe, let's drop the judgments that we're holding against our friends, family, and neighbors. Stop for a moment before you judge What you see them eating or whether they're healthy or not, in your opinion, just stop. And remember back to when you didn't know about pesticides or high-fructose corn syrup. Think about the time when you found out that food dyes are not actually good for us. Or about the time that you ate healthy in front of your crunchy friends and then went home and drank a Mountain Dew. I made that last one up, but you get the point. Nobody's perfect. Our bodies have different needs and we're all on a journey. Don't compare the beginning of your nutrition journey to another point of someone else's or vice versa, right? Like don't compare the beginning of theirs to the middle of yours. You're farther maybe or maybe they're farther, right? We need to drop the judgment. I hope that today's episode has resonated with you. Uh, We're going to have some more fun with my favorite things coming up your way in a podcast episode soon. I mean, I call this fun. I don't know if talking about food fueling disease is fun for you like it is for me, but I'm just going to call it fun. That's what we're going to say. I hope you have an amazing day, friends. Stay strong. Don't give up. And I'll see you next time on the Queen of the Court podcast.